Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're talking network security at scale. That is, in a cloud environment, how can you build security capabilities and features into the network while also being able to keep up with security policies, operations, compliance, visibility, and so on. Our sponsor today is Aviatrix. They provide multi-cloud networking software for public clouds. Our guest is Brian Woodworth. He is product marketing manager at Aviatrix. Brian, welcome to the podcast. And before we jump into the security discussion, can you give us the elevator pitch on what Aviatrix does and how it does it? Sure. Yeah, thanks, Drew. So Aviatrix is a, a really cool company. We're addressing networking and security at scale in a cool distributed SDN style way that is kind of unique in the industry. So we have a control plane, we have a data plane, we have a visibility plane, they all work in concert. And this ecosystem is uniform across all major clouds. So it's uniform for you in Azure, for GCP, in AWS, in OCI, and Alibaba. Each one of those clouds has their own proprietary networking. But what I mean That's is right. it, they might use TCP IP, but the way that they configure segments and route is all very proprietary and based on their own thing. They don't use normal protocols. How do you manage to stitch together those very different networks into one network? So we approach this from a cloud native perspective. And you're right. Each CSP has their own special ecosystem, their own special kind of secret sauce on how mm. their networking and security stacks work. So instead of trying to just speak generic TCP IP to try to figure this out, the controller uses APIs to query each cloud fabric mm. and understand and absorb all of the resource-based objects that the fabric uses to create security and networking elements and then provides these to the end user in a kind of seamless way. So for example, you could use Aviatrix as the uniform control plane and express intent to the controller and you see these networking objects as fundamentals in your palette. So if I want to say there's a router, I want to route between these two networks. And over here is a bunch of subnets in AWS, and I've got a bunch of subnets in Azure, and I want to be able to route them. You then use the various primitives that the cloud providers have in their infrastructure, and you set them up so that they look like one network, but they're actually using the native cloud functions that exist. That's exactly right. So yeah. we have different ways to approach, you know, fabric. One is that if you're not wanting to do BGP, uh, you know, everywhere in your mesh, that's fine. We can call through the control plane and APIs, the native routing tables and routing constructs of the cloud and manipulate them to get your end-to-end -end outcome so that you don't have to fiddle with these differences in static routing in these cloud stacks. The controller knows it natively mm -hmm. and will just take your input and say, oh, okay, this customer wants these two segments to be co-joined, these two segments to route. I'm going to align that up using each proprietary uh, cloud routing stack. It makes it invisible and seamless to the user. But we're also talking about network security here. The topic that we wanted to talk about was how Aviatrix does network security at scale. That would imply that you are putting security functions in there, like network functions somewhere in the network, firewalls, IDSs. And that might not mean that you're using native functions because if I was using Cloud A's security features and Cloud B's, I might not be able to reconcile them. Are you actually instantiating your own instances as well? We are gateway based. And so we have transit gateways and spoke gateways. You can build these, these transit architectures based on hub and spoke topologies and they're highly available and, and so forth. The security engine is in each gateway, mm -hmm. but these gateways are pervasive and uniform across your cloud deployment so that the security stack is always right there, right next to your application in the spoke. And the muscle of the 
security engine is in the gateway, which are very fast. There's a lot of high speeds and feeds there. They can do things at line rate. And in these gateways, we've baked in five tuple stateful behavior, FQD and filtering, and a threat intelligence engine that we call a threat guard. And then the visibility part of that is called threat IQ. So then you're using a combination of native functions from the clouds to give you a certain number of network primitives, but where you need to add particular features on top of that, you'll start to use the gateway-based functions and instantiate functionality in the network. So if I wanted to have an IPsec VPN, it would terminate on one of the gateways. That's right. And our gateways have different roles. So typically you would you would want to terminate that in the transit gateway and then propagate all of your on-prem routes throughout your mesh. As you have designed, you can say this kind of route from this branch needs to stop here, start mm. here. You know, So segmentation is also a, a critical piece. But now the spoke gateways can also uh, connect to other IPsec endpoints. And we have our own device that's a pizza box. It's a one U device. It's called Cloud In. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want Aviatrix to be even closer to your edge and extend that cloud awareness out, you can you can do that. Uh, we use our own secret sauce to get very fast speeds and feeds. Uh, so we could basically encrypt these cloud connectivity platforms like Express Route, Direct Connect, right. Cloud yeah. Interconnect at, at line rate. Mm. Um, it's pretty impressive. Because if you use the cloud-based VPNs, you can usually max it out at a gig or one and a half gigabits per second, which... That's precisely correct. 1.25 yeah. gigabit per tunnel. Yeah. It varies between providers, but if you're doing SD-WAN, but you also offer a, an edge connectivity, like an SD-WAN type service to connect into clouds. But that's not what I wanted to talk about. Well, I guess what we wanted to talk about was how you deliver this intelligence into the network so that I'm doing security at scale using those gateways. What are the key features around that that I should be aware of? So first you need to take a distributed systems approach, right? So our founders, Steve and JJ, were from Desira, so they understand that capability and that platform very well. You know, they helped to pioneer it. So they brought all that intelligence and motion over to Aviatrix. So we have a smart controller, we have a distributed scalable data plane that's all muscle, no brain, the controller's the brain. And then we have a a killer visibility engine called Copilot. And then we have coordination between all these three things. Mm -hmm. So that allows you to create a security policy as a factor of intent programmatically through through Terraform or point click or through shell or whatever, and then have that automatically ripple end to end throughout this distributed system. And then of course you have a scale engine. If you need to shrink it or, or grow it, you express intent to the controller and will shrink and grow. The security should be baked into the network. The mantra we like mm-hmm. to say is network security belongs in the network. So I've got a SDN controller, I've got a graphical interface, which brings all of this together. And that's Aviatrix's product. And it uses a combination of instantiating gateways in the cloud functionality, multi-tenant gateways, I assume, that shares the infrastructure between your different customers. And then I'm able to start putting firewall policy in there, VPN policy, remote access policy, zero trust type stuff as well. All correct, except one point, it's it's not multi-tenant. That's one mm. of the key differences between Aviatrix and, right. and just CSP native stacks. You know, we're building an overlay specifically for a single customer, a single business, a single enterprise. So they have the assurance that all that capability, visibility is totally laser focused on their line of business and they don't okay. have to share cores or anything. So I wanted to ask, when we talk about public cloud security, lots of the security vendors have made virtual instances of their firewalls and I can spin that up in you know, a VPC or a transit gateway or whatever and get some security functionality. Is that what you're doing or are you running your own sort of native security controls? Yeah, I mean, we're open source based, we're Linux based, um, which allows us to scale very quickly and add new features very quickly and easily. So it's, it's not super esoteric stuff. 
but we do have our own stateful security engine and FQD and engine and threat intelligence engine and so forth. That's, you know, our own product. But these firewall ecosystems, remember, they're L2-based and they don't snap to the way cloud networking works in the way we do because in cloud, SDN is all L3. Your security mm-hmm. boundaries are L3. L2 is not a good tool to use as a scale engine or an availability engine in cloud. Right. And I just wanted to clarify that I'm not like spinning up some third-party security device within yours. I'm using your native tooling for my security features. Ah, I see. Yeah, no, let's talk about that. So you could have it kind of either way. We have a product that's part of our portfolio called FireNet, which allows for integration into our security engine with you know, the main security vendors that we see prospering in cloud today. So Palo Alto, Checkpoint, uh-huh. Fortinet, F5. And this is very helpful to enterprise because there's a, a better together motion there where obviously our platform and capability will grow. We have native threat intelligence today, but that's not the full security story. And we all know that. So you need more advanced IDS, IPS, or advanced app functionality and deeper inspection, crack the packet. So of course you're going to want to bring in, you know, your checkpoint, your FortiGate, whatever for that. Mm-hmm. So FireNet helps manage and operationalize Uh, those firewalls at at scale for you because scaling firewalls in cloud is a very difficult exercise. It can be. And FireNet is the way that we basically have a single source of truth for control plane there. So you you can build more programmatically. You can um, deploy them instantly and through your uh, end-to-end network topology. It's It's a cool product. Okay. So if I've already made some kind of existing investment in virtualized instances of a third party firewall, I can still continue to use that if I'm also getting this overlay from Aviatrix. 100%. Yep. Okay. Hmm. Good. Okay. So you're protecting my investment essentially. Absolutely. And I think the key thing here is that SDN, that software orchestration of all the elements gives you the operational control of your network security. The big thing that Aviatrix pushes is this visibility and control of the network infrastructure and the use of software means you can actually see things. And more importantly, when you're working with multi-vendor networks, which effectively is what a multi-cloud strategy is, getting visibility in a single network across all of these diverse technology stacks is actually a key security issue, I feel. Yeah, I know you hit the, the nail right on the head. So there's two aspects there. I'll try to be concise about both. Starting first with visibility, it's nice to have a uniform visibility engine. We call it Copilot, big forensic analytical engine. We use NetFlow in, in quasi real time to aggregate all of the network and security activity that's happening in your entire mesh and put it at your fingertips. Hmm. And it's nice to have that in a uniform way because if you're a multi-cloud customer or even a big cloud customer trying to straddle hybridly on-prem to cloud, you're going to be dealing with multiple tool sets. And it's really hard to have your security and IT teams master multiple tool sets and trying mm. to have them integrated, right? That's important. The other part of that story I wanted to tell is even just using native security stacks like built-in security groups and network security groups and the visibility you get off those is not uniform, right? So each one has its own kind of output. And so you see a lot of security companies now settling on, hey, can I get this to Splunk? Can I get this to ArcSight? Can I get this to Sumo Logic and Datadog? And we support a lot of those same vendors as well. So again, we're going to protect the existing investment there. but What's nice is that we can send and export all this data to Splunk. We have a story there, but we're still going to get all that real-time visibility in Copilot. So we measure the delta of this alerting in in seconds, as opposed to some CSPs where it takes two to five minutes for alerts to show up on your dashboard because Hmm. they're big multi-tenant systems. 
and you know you kind of have to get your data in a big queue so when you're talking about visibility you're talking because you're collecting flow records i can see things like communications between hosts i can see get some application information and i can also get a sense of my whole network topology yeah that's right uh, we don't have time to dive into copilot there's a lot of good stuff on youtube if you know want to check it out there's a lot of cool eye candy there but it's organized on you know several key aspects troubleshooting flow data security control all these things but it's good because it's very fast and let's take the third iq for example so what happens is the copilot is constantly checking this threat intel database it's very lively we're updating it every minute to make sure that the intelligence in there is good is because we know ip identity shifts a lot in today's landscape so if we see anywhere through any gateway throughout your topology a malicious actor inbound or outbound acting upon your host and we see each host in each vpc because again we're calling these apis and we know who's who in the zoo so we're like oh this host this vpc this region this cloud boom we're going to know that right away you're going to get alert on your dashboard right away in our big global landscape you're going to see that red flashing dot right away and you're going to be able to react to it very swiftly we even have an auto remediation capability to where if you want our copilot system to call that control plane and say shut that flow down right away and then alert me after the fact that's going to happen because as your network scales and becomes disparate and non-uniform having that kind of agility is a, a big challenge so if i've got you know some host out on the internet that's trying to do something malicious to a resource i've got in the cloud a, a crypto miner a botnet or something this threat analysis engine can tell me that host should not be on your network and then i can do something about it that's right or you could tell Copilot and, and the controller just do something about it proactively and based on just that tuple, not just don't shut down the whole host and cause an outage, but this tuple, this stateful mm -hmm. connection that's malicious or almost certainly malicious. Don't just alert me, just go ahead and kill it. Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that does wrap up our time. Brian, thanks for joining us. If folks want to get more information, where should they go? So aviatrix.com is our main landing page. And there's a lot of cool uh, pages that hang off that. It's easy to navigate. I'd like to think it's a, it's a good website for landing sites. So there's going to be content part of that. There's going to be a training part of that, our ACE program. And the, up to February, the first associate part is free. There's a coupon code. So if you just want to spend you know a day and learn a little bit more about aviatrix and get familiar with the multi-cloud scene in general, that's, that's a great to take it of course there's a ton on youtube and you know our content site will link to that but if you just google aviatrix or search for that in youtube you're going to get a bunch of cool stuff fantastic that's aviatrix.com and that's aviatrix with an x at the end t-r-i-x so go check it out thanks brian for being with us and thanks to aviatrix for being a sponsor and most importantly thank you for listening if you like this episode you can find many more like it all for free along with our community blog that's all at packetpushers.net you can follow us on twitter at packetpushers find us on linkedin and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.